This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, so we're uh, are we done talking about defensive tackles? That's okay. Uh, are we done talking about um, uh, guys that they have signed off the street and running back possibilities? That's okay because I want to get to where the point of the program where I know that I'm right. Um, and and <laughs> for that, me, that's the whole show. Of course, that's the whole show. That's always the whole show. But here's the here's the point that I want to get to is that I promised, and you assigned me homework of finding a few quarterbacks, three of them, I think, that they could justify drafting on day three <laughs> between rounds four through seven. Yep. And I have found three names so to consider. I am like – I'm a proud parent over here. And it's like, you know, it's like your, your kid coming home with a report card that says, uh, did his homework and more, you know, put in the extra effort. And I like, I love that about you. It makes you a great teammate. That was an assignment that most people would have said, yeah, whatever. The teacher's not going to check it. You went and did it. And I'm proud of you for that, David. Thank you very much. Because I know that I'm going to get 100 on this because I believe that they could use one of these three guys starting with, the UCLA Bruins quarterback, of, <laughs> formerly of the UCLA Bruins. Now he's going to be probably, I don't know, what, fifth, sixth round. I could see the Bears taking a flyer on Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yes, he is a scrambler. Yes, he has designed runs in his background. Yes, he can get the extra yard. He can drive the football over the middle. He can do whatever he wants. He is a He's one of these guys that I loved to watch at Pac-12 after dark, whatever it was on Friday night. I am that guy that watches those games. So I have seen a lot of Dorian Thompson Robinson star for UCLA. And I do think that in 13 games last year, he completed a school record and the sixth best completion percentage in the country, 69.6%, 27 touchdowns, 10 picks. He rushed for 645 yards and 12 touchdowns. Dan, if you're looking for a guy that is a mini version of Justin Fields, a guy you could groom behind Justin Fields, Dorian Thompson Robinson is that guy worth that draft pick. Okay, that's one. I'm going to write him down as can't miss, uh, definitely worth gambling on. And when the Bears use that that uh, first pick on day three to get Dorian Thompson Robinson, I'm going to go write the list of six defensive tackles that they passed on. <laughs> That could have helped them shore up a defensive line that is one of the worst in football. And my shrug is going to be so <laughs> indifferent that it will make news. Okay, so that's my number one choice. Now, number two, if you get to the sixth or seventh round, and okay. you know, as I said, the UCLA kid is off the board. 
Then you're the Bears, and you're like, hmm, who could we get stylistically similar to Justin Fields, a guy we wanted to develop, a guy that's not going to make Dan Weeder roll his eyes or elicit memories of Dan LaFever or Nathan Enderley. This is that guy, Houston quarterback Clayton Toon. Yes, he has gotten some gotten some interest from other teams. He's got visits and workouts with the Bucks, the Rams, the Steelers, the Giants, Ooh. Saints, the Browns, all, te- all teams that are interested in him, including his hometown Texans. Hot yes, commodity. He is a hot commodity because why, you ask? Well, he posted <laughs> 11,994 passing yards in his career, 104 touchdowns in five years at Houston. And you know what else? He can run. 1,248 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns. Yeah, he turned the ball over. Yeah, accuracy wasn't great. He threw 41 picks, but he's a project. He's an athlete. He's a guy you can envision being your number three quarterback in developmental mode. Clayton Toon from Houston will be the second guy on my list. Did uh, Dan LaFever just call and leave him a, a list of things to, to consider <laughs> for his short short spin through uh, OTA's mini camp and, and preseason action? He's going to have great stories to tell from his one training camp as an NFL prospect. Yes, I do think that would be applicable there. But you never know. You never know with these guys. And I like the Flyers. And plus, Houston, he could be the next. I don't think he's going to be the next Andre Ware necessarily, but he could be the next. Who's the other guy from Houston that has succeeded? Klingler? David Klingler? No, he didn't succeed. Case Keenum? Yes, Case Keenum. That's the guy. Yeah, why not? Case Keenum, Case <laughs> yeah, Keenum's yeah, I mean, had, had a decent NFL career. No, still playing. Yeah, still playing. Let's stereotype him and say okay. he's Case Keenum 2.0. Perfect. Bears got right. Case Keenum 2.0. I love it. So that's two, but I'm not going to finish up there because I said three names. I promised you three. Here's the third. Sounds like a country music star. Yes, we know him <laughs> from Georgia. Yes, we know him from his national championship past. Stetson Bennett is a guy oh. that has multiple skills, mobile quarterback, Mr. Accuracy, a winner, can learn any system, can adapt on the fly. I think Stetson Bennett is going to make an NFL team. Why not in Chicago? If you pass on the UCLA kid, if you're not lucky enough to get uh, play the right tune and draft the right Houston quarterback, maybe Stetson Bennett is your guy. The Georgia quarterback, who I don't think is going to go very high, he's going to be between five and seven in, in the draft. Stetson Bennett can do it all. He's got the college resume. I think he could be a guy that you would like to have holding a clipboard on Sunday afternoon. Because you've done so much research, I have to ask you, were were he and Justin Fields on campus together at the same time? I think at one point in time they did cross paths. I think that Justin Fields and Clayton, I I think Stetson Bennett and Justin Fields did share a meeting room at one point in time. Uh, That's a very good question. I I think during the... National Championship Week. I may have referenced that, so I'm gonna have to double check that. But yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because you know what, Justin Fields left. <laughs> well, also, it looked like you you have him lined up as a potential country music superstar as well. We well, are. It sounds uh, like it. Look, Dan, with a name like Stetson Bennett in Georgia, you're either gonna be a country music star or a senator. Well, you and I are the, the the promoters and the organizers and the marketers of the No Excuses Tour, so we can get Stetson Bennett to play uh, an opening act. It'll probably be wherever the Bears, you know, road preseason games are. And he can, he can go out there and, and open for Justin while Justin stands on the clipboard and talks to people on the sideline on TV and, and says, yeah, boy, I can't wait for the regular season because there's no chance in hell that I'm coming out here to, to, to risk my health in preseason football action.
And if it works out, maybe he'll be opening at Arlington Heights. You never know. Maybe oh. he'll be maybe he'll be quarterback by then. I wouldn't <laughs> rule out a guy like Stetson Bennett with his college resume because he is a winner wherever he goes. And you have to consider that when you're bringing him into the mix. I just hope that the Bears, I know you're way against this, and I find it interesting that you're so vehemently opposed, but don't they have to add somebody to the meeting room to develop a nope. young quarterback? No? You say no? Nope. Okay. No. I, I just, I mean, I just, it's, it's a, it's a fascination for people. And I understand why it's a fascination because it's the most important position in the sport and you have to swing and you have to go there. Number one, you have to do it. If you fall in love with a guy, the idea that you just take a quarterback because you need a quarterback in the building. If he sucks, he sucks. And there's so many different examples of 25 years of guys that have taken in rounds four through seven who suck. And, and, and I don't want someone who sucks just because he's another body in the quarterback's room. Um, look, I get the, I get the intrigue in it. You just, if it makes sense, you make it make sense, but you don't force the issue and you, you, you figure it out from there. So again, this is like, I wish we, we really probably need to keep a binder. And maybe this is my homework assignment for myself of things that we need to revisit two years down the road where we come back to Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, Case Keenum 2.0 and Stetson Bennett and say, Let, how did David's things work out? I, in 2021, David, if you recall, I had some intel that obviously the Bears were picking 20th going into that draft. And they, there was no guarantee that they were going to get what they wanted out of that. Now they did. They were able to trade up. Justin Fields fell out of the top 10. They got him at number 11. But it was my understanding that, that if they were unable to get a quarterback on day one, that their day two target was going to be Kellen Mond from Texas okay. A&M and yep. that if they had to go into to round four or later, they were going to be looking at Notre Dame's Ian book. Okay. So, so th those were going to be the fallback plans. If they didn't get everything to fall the way it fell on that fateful night in April of 2021. Well, how are Ian book and, and Kellen Mond doing right now in their careers? Not so good. Not so good, but the, come on. I mean, the, the hit rate yeah. round one is bad enough. Now, right. now get me to the day three hit rate at when, quarterbacks and then, and then figure it out from there. When I made the jump to sports talk radio, they said there would be no archives. <laughs> and I, what I can say wouldn't be brought back in years to be held against me. Like they can, when you're in your every day, you're recording history as a, as a sports writer. See, you're right about that because yeah, the, the, the only archives that we should keep here are for those Melvin Scott, Tutoron horn awards, honk, honk. Right, that we did at the exactly. end of last exactly. regular season. So we only keep the things that sound smart. And so you're right. I, I'm. I, I'll keep that binder privately. We can talk about it off the air. But no way we're going to bring that to the the public forum and embarrass ourselves like that. And I'll add this to the Stetson Bennett drama. So he was at Georgia in 2017 and left. Justin Fields was there in 2018 and left. After uh -oh. Justin Fields left in 2018, Stetson Betson. Hey, Bennett returned. <laughs> so maybe they don't get along. I don't know. Maybe there's a little drama to be looked at here. Now I, want, now I want them to get them so that we no. have to, to dig into that further with both guys and find out what the heck, what was going on during Let's that time face it. Let me tell you. And here's one thing I will guarantee. If they drafted Stetson Bennett, you would be writing that story the Monday after the draft because that would be the most compelling third-day draft pick that the Bears would make. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely write it, and I would be rolling my eyes every word that I typed into the laptop. And you would have to work into it somehow <laughs> that he has the name of a country music star, and one day he might be senator. And he will also follow in the footsteps of David Fails at Hell's Hall. Okay, okay. <laughs> David Fails, which is a declarative sentence. <laughs> that, uh, uh, and a more accurate declarative sentence than Kylie Fitz. 
<laughs> Very well played. Kung Fu. <laughs> yes. So, all right. What else do we have to cover? Anything that we have forgotten? Uh, the only thing is, is like we've talked about this briefly um, and we'll just touch on it. It's just this idea of the, the, the Chase Claypool. I gave you that name on the last episode as, as somebody I was going to write about. And just the idea that this number 32 pick is something we have to keep our eyes on going forward because of the, the players that are going to be available there that the Bears aren't going to have a chance to get. And then they're going to have to wait until the mid 50s to pick again. And, and, and we need to see what Chase Claypool becomes as a receiver. And I think there's at least some apprehension or trepidation inside the building in Lake Forest that that maybe their dice roll is not going to return the uh, dividends that they thought it was going to. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating 2023 for Chase Claypool. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. The Bears are going to have to see a lot more than they saw in 2022 to make him part of their plans for 2024 and beyond. And so he is one of those players that that is going to require a, a microscope, even though you get DJ Moore. You have to make sure that you still evaluate Chase Claypool for what they invested in him. And they invested the number 32 overall pick in him with the belief that he could be an every week difference maker for a young developing quarterback. I think the, the final numbers in terms of the connection between Fields and Claypool in the five games they played together last year was 10 catches, 60 yards. That's not turning. That's not moving the needle, right? That's if not moving, the, not needle. moving the needle, that doesn't move. No. The needle. Okay. Final, we're going to do this every week if I can remember it. Final non-Bears thought for you, and I want you to have a non-Bears opinion here. Did you hear, because you're such an ILL, INI guy, that Roger Powell, the beloved figure of the 2005 uh, Illinois Final Four team, Roger Powell Jr. became the head coach of the Valparaiso Crusaders today. How about that? What is your reaction to Roger Powell getting a head coaching job at Valpo. The Rev. Roger Powell was 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 an awesome, awesome contributor on that team that played for the national championship game. He is also the author of a moment, David. I actually tweeted this out last week in, in conjunction with uh, – it was sent to me by good friend Brett Strelo, uh, who is now in the uh, athletic department and runs the, the football information office at Appalachian State. But it is one of my most unprofessional moments on press row. And it's Final <laughs> Four Saturday in St. Louis, and I'm covering Michigan State, North Carolina in the nightcap, so I get to sit through the first game of that session, which is Illinois-Louisville. So I, I don't have anything to write. I'm just sitting there watching with a, you know, a seat. If you remember this, and I, again, you can go to my Twitter feed and find the video. Roger Powell uh, took over for like a two-minute span, hits a three, goes down the other end, gets the rebound, comes back down, shoots another three, misses this one, but tip dunks his own missed three. And this is what I did on press row at the Edward Jones Dome. Oh! <laughs> And then I sat down and remembered that I was supposed to be a professional reporter. And it took me like five minutes to get my composure back because Roger Powell gave me that much uh, adrenaline. And Who that were you much working for at that, that point? Who were you working for in 2005? The Fayetteville Observer down in Fayetteville Observer. So yep. I was the guy from the Chicago Tribune covering the same game saying, who's the Yahoo from the Fayetteville Observer? No not, doubt. Not acting professional. Look at this small town dope over here jumping out of his seat on a missed dunk. Like, get it together. This is not what we do on press row. So that's my okay. confession. See, uh, see aren't you glad, glad you asked me now? I'm so glad I asked you that. I'm so glad. <laughs> I-L-L-I-N-I, Roger Powell to Valparaiso. Okay, those are all the Bears thoughts and non-Bears thoughts that we have 